0: Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, founder of Launchpeer, where we help non-technical founders go from idea to launch and beyond. Welcome to another episode. Uh, Really excited to get into this one because this is something I think uh, we haven't really covered before. Today we're gonna be talking about how to choose between a B2B and a B2C startup. So today's question is, I have several ideas that I'm thinking about working on for my startup. Some are B2C and some are B2B, but I'm having a hard time determining which one I should actually look into. On the one hand, I know a lot about consumer goods, but on the other hand, I've worked at B2B software companies before, so I know how they work. What kind of criteria would you use to help make a decision? All right. First, really good question. And it's great that you're even thinking about, uh, it's great that you're even asking yourself that question. Most entrepreneurs I know, They just run head on. Don't think about the idea they're working on. Don't think about whether there's a fit. One of the things that I talk to a lot of the founders that are thinking about working with us here at Launchpeer is about founder market fit. You know, everyone talks about product market fit. And look, product market fit is great. You should have it. It takes a long time to get it. But one of the things that you can determine really early on is whether there's founder market fit. Founder market fit is whether or not you as a founder have the skills or the resources or the network or the capabilities to align with the startup that you're working on. Also, it's a a lot of it has to do with the story as well. Uh, One of the stories I tell people a lot is, you know, I had this guy come to us who wanted to build an app for like a babysitting app. But the problem was, uh, you know, he was a little bit older, never had kids before never had stepkids before, uh, and but just saw that there was a really good opportunity in the market and wanted to capitalize on it. Now, could he have built a really successful startup? Yeah, sure, he could have. But there was no story there, you know? There was there was nothing, and, and really early on when you're trying to build a startup, a lot of what you do is centered around your story because there is nothing else. I'm not saying you have to have a world-changing story or anything like that, but you have to have some reason as to why you're doing this other than there's a great market opportunity here. Uh, so, for example, if you're building a project management tool, the story could be you know, I've worked in project management at my other companies, and every project was 30% over budget. And so we, I decided we needed to do something about that. Or if you're building a babysitting app, I'll use this example, and you're a single mom of two, or you're a dad whose wife is struggling with the kids, or you're a, a wife whose husband's struggling with the kids, or it, it could be anything, but like you have to have a story to go along with what it is that you're trying to do. So uh, one of the first things I'll look at when I'm working with an entrepreneur and they're having trouble deciding which idea to work on is which one of these has the highest likelihood of having founder market fit, uh, where you have a really good story to tell to go along with whatever product or service or solution you're gonna be offering to the market. Okay? The other thing when you're talking about B2B, B2C, the biggest difference between those two groups is how you acquire users and customers, for one. And two, the trajectory of how quickly your startup will will grow. So B2B, the sales cycle is, you know, usually you build a website or whatever, you set up a page and, and most of your sales are going to be done through cold outreach, uh, whether that's cold LinkedIn outreach, cold calling, cold emailing. Uh, usually the way that you would grow your organization on the sales side would be you'd hire sales development representatives and account executives. SDRs would be the ones who are responsible for you know, prospecting, like doing the cold email outreach, doing the cold calling, doing the prospecting, figuring out who's a good candidate, and then putting them into your CRM and doing outreach and all of that the account executives would be the ones a tier above that who would be the ones where when somebody responds to a LinkedIn message or somebody responds to a cold email or a cold call and they're like, yeah, you know what, I'm interested, I'll book a meeting. Well, the SDR, the sales development representative, would book a call with an account executive. That's that's typically how it works. And the account executive would be the one who'd have the call and try to close the sale and do all the follow-ups and everything after that. That's how a B2B sales organization works, and that's the way it works from the very earliest stages. If you're building a SaaS and it's B2B, 95% of the time, I really can't think of a time where it's not like that, that's how you're gonna be doing sales. The only way it wouldn't work that way is if your product is so inexpensive that that doesn't even matter. Where your product is free or it's $50 a month or less and the business doesn't even have to think about it, they don't need to get convinced or whatever. But even in that situation, I would very strongly consider having SDRs and account executives because uh, it'll allow you to go out and get users really quickly, especially for those of you who aren't really up to speed on how to do like cold, like cold Facebook or cold Google or cold YouTube ads or something like that, or that just doesn't really fit well within your strategy. Having somebody be an SDR and then an account executive is best. And usually what I find with early-stage startups is that the founder very often acts as the SDR and acts as the accounting exec- executive. So yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, and so you, you, you need to be ready for that if you're going to choose the B2B uh, model. But even companies who charge nothing have SDRs and accounting executives. One good example of this is uh, Wistia. They have SDRs and accounting executives on, on at their company. But most of the paid customers come from their free trials. But the SDR's responsibility is to reach out to the people who are, you know, signing up for free trials and all of that stuff. Okay. So that's the B2B model. Now let's talk about the B2C model. The B2C model, the way that that uh, works, a lot of it is cold traffic or community building. You either have to build up a huge pre-launch email list or... You have to uh, build a community around what you're building. So that way when you launch or as you're launching, you have all these users who are ready to start using your application. The other alternative here is word of mouth, uh, which is B2C and then you can use that in order to grow your startup. Or another way you can do it is by using paid traffic, uh, whether that's Google or Facebook or whatever. The problem though for that with most B2C companies is that when you start paying for people using your application, you really have to make sure that your product Costs something. And w- when I think of B2C, and I think when most people think of B2C, they think of it being free or close to free. And so when your margins are smaller, whether you're charging a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, maybe it's a one time charge or monthly uh, versus B2B where you're charging a hundred dollars a month up to, you know, three thousand, five thousand dollars a month, or maybe you're charging annually. So it's a lot more than that. Well, the B2B has a lot more margin for error. They can pay $1,000 to acquire a customer because over the course of the year, they're going to be charging that person $2,000. Well, for you as a B2C startup, let's use uh, Facebook as an example. If they were paying to acquire leads early on and they, and they didn't, they were using word of mouth, right? But if they were paying to acquire leads early on, Everyone using Facebook was was free. So they would have to have enough money in the bank account to realize, like, we're going to lose money for years on this. And really, Facebook did kind of lose money for a while, for a long time, because they were paying for a lot of server space and software development, engineers, and people, they weren't charging anyone to use Facebook. It, it took a long time for them to integrate the ads platform into Facebook. And that's primarily how they make most of their revenue now. Uh, but it took a long time to do that. So really, you have to think... Am I, if I'm going to go B2B, am I okay with that kind of sales cycle, that kind of sales process where I need to, as quickly as I can, hire an SDR, as quickly as I can bring on an accounting executive, as quickly as I can expand my SDR team, get them making more phone calls, doing more cold email outreach, booking more meetings for our team? Can I track all of those things? I need to hire a VP of sales. Like, do you want to do that? Which I think is fine. And, and honestly, if I was going to choose personally, if I was going to choose between B2B and B2C, I'd choose B2B because I like. How quickly you can generate revenue uh, on that side, or do you want to go B2C, where you're going to build a social media app, or you know something like something in line with that, where you know it's a consumer good, you know uh, Airbnb, something like that. Well, if you're going to go that route, are you going to go word of mouth marketing? Are you going to do try to build a community? Are you going to pay, pay for paid traffic but try to charge enough to where you're not losing a ton of money, or are you going to just be okay with losing a ton of money and raise enough money to be okay with that? And so those are, that's really like when I'm trying to decide between B2B and b 2 I that's really my primary thought is like, can the founder or does the founder want to do one of those two things? And obviously there's other factors that go into this as well. Uh, things like the idea, you know, is it a B2B idea? Is it viable? Is it a B2C idea? Is it viable? I'm kind of taking all of those assumptions out of it and I'm going into this thought thinking... The idea is viable. Whether the B two C idea is viable and the B two B idea is vital is viable, and they've proved it out. Uh, the market wants both of these. Which one, you know, which one should I choose? What should the criteria be for me to choose one of these ideas? And that's really up to the founder. But the way that I would decide is based on that growth and sales process. Which one do I want to be responsible for? If I had to choose, I would choose the B two B. But that's only because I really like. Uh, the revenue-producing side and how you can produce revenue quickly for B two B, B two C, it's going to take a while, you know. To, to and you have to get a lot more users and customers. If for B two B, I could charge someone two hundred, three hundred, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month, and depending on how big the business is, they're not they don't bat an eye at that. It's like nothing to them. But if you charge, I mean, think about yourself. Somebody charges charge you ten dollars a month, which should really, in your eyes, be not. I mean, it's not all of you, but to some of you, that's probably not a lot. But we as consumers anytime somebody tries to charge us 10 dollars a month we're like "Ooh, i mean it better be worth it you know what i mean like uh even spotify subscriptions you know i'm like oh should i pay for that it's like spotify gives me everything i want you know um so I, i think that when you're with consumers it's just different because with consumers we're looking at it as a cost right and maybe i'll talk about this on a different episode but for consumers when we're looking at spending money we look at everything in terms of costs for a business owner, when you're doing B2B, you're looking at, will this make me more money? Or will this save my team time, which then makes me more money? Those kind of things are what factors into B2B buying decisions. And that's a much easier conversation to have than to try to convince someone that they should spend money that usually for B2B, B2C b 2 startups doesn't necessarily turn into more revenue on uh, over on the back end. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you have your own question you'd like answered on the show, just go to launchchat.com and post your question there. And as you know, we have a free community just for entrepreneurs building and launching tech startups. All you have to do to join is go to launchpeer.com slash join and you'll see the link to join right there. And lastly, if you think the show is great, we'd love to hear from you. Go leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen on and it helps us spread the word about the podcast and help even more entrepreneurs just like you.